things get better over time when you revisit how it went after the event, kind of take stock, lessons learned, and we're about to do that for 2020. Happy New Year. Think Jargon is a podcast about marketing, sales, and content creation. If acronyms like SEO, PPC, and CRM make your head spin, then this podcast is for you. We cut through the jargon used by fancy agencies to help you make sense of the ever-changing world of modern marketing. Thanks for joining us. And now, here are your hosts, inbound marketing expert Jared Broussard and digital content creator Stuart Poulton. It's old Lang Syne. Can you not tell? What the heck is that? I'm, I'm just, just singing, man. I'm just feeling the end of the year is upon us, and I'm like, wow. Scary. Yeah, well, no, no. My wife singing is scary. <laughs> the kids are like, "Stop it, mom!" <laughs> Listen, uh, I want to. I want to have a chat with you today. I've, okay. I've, I've just. Uh, it's the end of a week, and yep. we are fast approaching the end of the year. We're actually recording this right before Christmas, so we're about to take the holidays off. Jared, uh, you got yep. any plans with holidays? Uh, to stay healthy and just to enjoy the kids. And just enjoy the kids. They're growing so fast, and um, just spending time with the family. So. It, with that on the horizon, and that's all good stuff, <clears throat> I wanted to sit down and just kind of do a year in review. You know, there's we've, we could all sit and chat around a beer and, 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 mm-hmm. and talk about 2020 and what a year it's been. But I, I want to uh, have no agenda, Jared. I just want you to kind of recap the year for us as honestly as you can. Lessons learned, things that were challenging, things that you overcame as an agency, anything that would have value to that for other marketers that have lived through the same year we have you know what what it's been like for you some of the highlights holy cow that's uh, uh like opening a, a, a can <laughs> of worms there um, I, I want honest jared <laughs> <laughs> i mean 2020 has been a tough year i think it's been a tough year for everyone with um with the pandemic but um <clears throat> and we won't go through all the the torturous uh things that we've had to um, encounter and deal with i think from a to keep it kind of um high level i think from a business perspective 2020 has been a a challenging year but it's also been a year of uh, what i would call forced learning we've all had to learn to adapt and to pivot um in our businesses because of what's happened and i think if we learn nothing else from 2020 it's that never get too comfortable because you never know what's around the corner and um if you want to stay relevant uh the consumer mindset and the way the consumer shops can change overnight and i think we nearly saw that with um with covid and it's forced people to do things that they're uncomfortable with like you know, it could be, and every case is different, but it could be going from not having a web presence to having a web presence or going from a business that maybe didn't do delivery to now shifting and having to put, do 90% delivery just to stay alive. Or maybe it's a business that, that depended on um, um, in-person education or learning, and they had to shift to uh, video and streaming um all of that i think is what i walk away with for 2020 is that we were together as a society we were forced whether we liked it or not we were forced to change so 
I know people that have had a hard time. Um, people that own restaurants, specifically mm -hmm. theater companies, they were hurt hard as well. Um, I know people that have suffered this year. I'm not going to knock that. That's a very real thing. And I know people that have thrived this year. And their ability to pivot is, is certainly one of them, but it's almost an annoying catchphrase now at the end of yeah. this year. A lot of people are probably rolling their eyes going, pivot, yeah, that's what yeah. everyone <laughs> says. But it's much. Well, my takeaway has been on that same point, you know, you know, I shouldn't preface myself. We have it too easy, man. You know, in any first world country, we have it so good that, sure, this year has forced us to learn new things because the, the influence, the, the pandemic or whatever it was, it touched so much of our lives. There was no room to hide. It kind of laid bare. Yeah this comfort that i think that we've all enjoyed and there's nothing wrong with being in a country that that yeah. affords us that but we we have it really good yep and um i've kind of reflected on on this year just in so many ways that you know whether you you, you navigated it well or you navigated it you know you suffered some this year it just it's worth the lesson for me is is man did we think that 2019 we had it as good as we had it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. And so as I move into 2021, um, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, I am, I, I live my life optimistically, but I, I like to sure. think of myself as being a realist and there's no, there's nothing to suggest that just because it's going to be a different number on the, on the calendar, that it's going to be that different. I'm not looking forward to 2021 because it's going to bring anything else, but um, I will go into 2021 with that, with that appreciation that um, we didn't know how good we have it. And moving forward, we should remember um, that we do have it very, very well. We do. And I mean, <laughs> I'm going to spit out a term here that's probably overly used, but um, we were fat and lazy. You know, we were, we were, the economy was great. Um, everything was, was going, you didn't have to change, right? Mm -hmm. You could just stay the course. You didn't have to do anything different. And you still had, you couldn't get out of the way of your own success. And to this, a large degree. Yeah. And this has changed that. And I think the ones that um, have the ability to adapt, I'm not going to say pivot. Don't say pivot. Don't say pivot. I hate that term. I know. The ones <laughs> Except that, when Ross on Friends says it, because that makes oh, me laugh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, the ones that change and are open to changing are the ones that are going to be more successful obviously what do you think is the biggest change that people um in business and in mm. marketing have made that you think is going to be here to stay one the biggest one wow put me on the spot there uh, I, I think um the biggest for for me is in-person visits i think we're never i don't want to say never but we're likely not going to ever get back to the way it was where we were, you know, drop of a dime, let's have coffee or let's any excuse to meet with someone in person. I think we have seen how much time and um, energy you can save by just saying, you know what, let's jump on a, a video call. Yep. That would be mine too. And more specifically, people have discovered, um, <laughs> it's, it's always a double-edged sword, man. Yeah. It's always a spectrum, but I know people that have discovered that they're actually more productive and they enjoy working from home. Yep. And they plan to moving forward. <clears throat> now yep. that that says that means a lot for commercial real estate. For example, yes, if does. you are an owner of commercial real estate, I think you're going to have a tough year in 2021. 
But um, it's also wonderful from an in individual's perspective. I mean, I, I love people discovering autonomy and self-motivation because that's yeah. what, you know, that's going to serve you well. And we're fortunate to be, um, from a technology standpoint, we're fortunate. Imagine this happening 100 years ago. You know, you can't jump on a Zoom call. <laughs> right. You can't, uh, you know, uh, Facebook a friend. You know, it's it, it, that just didn't happen. So we are, you know, uh, you know, fortunately, we are in a world where we were able to adapt. Do you think, just out of curiosity, do you think we'll ever get back to um, life where it's 100% in the office all the time? Um, I think it's industry by industry. Mm. I mean, if you make widgets at a factory, then you have to go to the factory. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, if I think if if there is space for you to not or have to go to the office, then yeah, I think it yeah. will persist. One of the guys, um, and this is I, I don't know him. He doesn't know me. This is not um a solicitation, but I just bought the book. I've not read it yet, but I love his his take on all of this. Is Professor Scott Galloway. He's a, a marketing professor at NYU, and he um, he wrote a book called Post-Corona, From Crisis to Opportunity. And I listened to his podcast, which happens to be called Close Your Ears, Pivot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told you, it's but everywhere. But what man. he has really kind of emphasized and reemphasized is that from a technology standpoint, businesses during Corona or, or COVID were forced what they would do 10 years from now, they were forced to do in a six week period. Um, everything from, um, you know, curbside delivery to video to, um, you know, digital presence, all of that has been sandwiched in a, uh, a six week window. It was do or die. And um, one of the things he's predicting, and we're seeing it right now, is this transition from investment into um, commercial real estate and offices and more into residential. Um, everything from the Alexas of the world to what you're buying in your home. The, the home is going to be now the center of your attention and your financial investments instead of your, your business, per se, from a physical standpoint. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like everything is going to be put more into your home because that's not going anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. um, and part of that is business, whether it be you know computers, laptops, an office. Um, so all of that stuff in the technology is moving more towards residential and less towards business. I think that's uh, if you're in the outdoor furniture market or <clears throat> if you're in the home decor or kitchen renovation yep. market, that's certainly an opportunity that's worth that's um, thinking about. But yep. uh, yeah, I just, I just, you know, we keep saying, you know, that it was a crisis and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, it was, it was a crisis, yeah, but it's not unique, man. There's, there's moments of crisis that come, come along. I think. Um, for me, um, I always, doesn't matter whether it's COVID or whether it's whatever challenge life throws your way, it's, uh, you know, when things go wrong, it's an opportunity to, um, identify where the weaknesses are. Mm. You know, I read this book a long time ago. It was, I don't even know what it was, but there's, um, it was a neuroscientist. He was talking about what we know about how the brain works. And his point was at the beginning of the book is that the, the, only way we get to know what the brain does, what areas of the brain affect what behaviors and stuff, is when it breaks. And in the same way that when life breaks, when our normal get up, go to work, nine to five breaks as it did last year, um, the important thing to do as we move into another year isn't, isn't hope that it's going to get better. It's to look at 
where did it hurt? Mm. You know, where did it break? Um, you know, if you're overextended financially and, and you know, the customers, that, you know, that's something we can fix moving forward. And it's really helpful to, to, you know, come out of this reflecting on how it went wrong, not that it went wrong, but how it went wrong. And, you know, come up with some, some things, some things you can do moving forward that um, will perhaps position you in a place where you're not going to be um, as negatively impacted as you, as you perhaps might have been, um, you know, during the, the 2020. Because I'm not sure if it's going to get that much better, dude. <clears throat> I think No, I mean, you're right. And it can always be worse, right? Like, I, th- I think the, wor- the world's forever changing. And if, if it's yeah. not COVID, it's going to be something else. I, I think agree. it's blissful ignorance to think that, that you know, this We're is just a, have a world problem. with no problems. Yeah, it is. But um, I mean, certainly, you know, my wife says um, I'm lucky to be in the business that I am. And I guess it is just potluck that I'm doing what I'm doing now. But uh, video is certainly a space where. Oh, it's huge. Now. It, it's ridiculous, man. It's ha- how how much of a, how much the market for video production has grown. Um, one of the new things that I've been doing a lot is is these speeches. I've been you know speaking to marketing departments and public relations agencies and stuff like this and just basically taking all of their kind of entry-level staff and giving them the basic do's and don'ts on how to shoot clean video with a smartphone yeah um if i did i could do that all the time man it's it just speaks to the 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 desire the 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 market for video production within you know marketing departments and stuff like that it's it's just exploded it's huge and that's another you know that's another thing um we've talked about you know, being in a, a, an era where the technology is there, the technology is obviously there. You, you're holding a camera in your phone right now in your hand that's probably better than TV cameras were, you know, 10, 20 years ago, whatever. But, they, you know, the technology has advanced so far that, you know, if they can just learn a few of the basics, their video won't, won't look half bad, right? Have you, uh, I'm sitting here thinking about areas where the, there might be space for innovation. Um, this isn't something I dwell on often, but it just jumped into my head. Like one of the things that clearly did not work was this virtual education K through twelve. Like there is, I mean, Google Classroom I discovered this year because of my boy and stuff. But yeah. uh, that is an amazing online platform, but yeah. it isn't right. It yeah. it doesn't do what it. There's some. There's a lot of space in I think education, virtual remote education, that there are opportunities for um, something new. Well, and I also think it's a field that that that's a, another going back to Professor Galloway. That is another field that was instantly forced within days, not weeks to they were forced to go um, virtual. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those schools weren't set up to, to do that. Teachers were not trained on how to do that. Everything from what to use to how to teach it, all of that. Um, they had to kind of go learn by trial by fire, fire right? So it was, it, 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 it definitely, there's, in my opinion, because I have two kids that are in that situation as well, it, there's definitely an opportunity for improvement, um, everything from the platforms themselves mm-hmm. to the institutions. I think part of that problem was institutions like our schooling system were kind of the same as they've been for 50 years and didn't didn't have to change really mm-hmm. i mean a, a large advancement was going from a chalkboard to a um a touch screen yeah you know that was like whoa man this school is awesome they have a touch <laughs> board not a chalkboard but now 
you know, you or you have all these dynamics that are going to change that system with virtual with virtual learning. And you're right. I think we've only scratched the surface with that. And Google is the biggest com- one of the biggest companies in the world. And I agree that Google Classroom is great, but eh, there's a lot to there's a lot of holes. There's something. There's some things missing with it. You know what else I noticed as well? <clears throat> one of the um, flaws in a process that was opened up. So you could probably speak to this. You you to build websites and things in the agency, but so. Um, I've been doing an awful lot of live streaming. Live streaming has become mm. crazy. I, I never thought I'd live stream funeral services, but you know, I was, Jeez. I do some crazy ones, man. Out in the middle of nowhere in fields and things oh, with remote power is crazy. But, um, so I was doing a theater show, uh, the other week, uh, you know, standard hour and a half with a 10 minute intermission, a yeah. uh, bunch of the, um, grandparents that weren't comfortable coming to an auditorium wanted to buy virtual tickets. And so I set up the payment gateway and things like that. And then we broadcast through Zoom, uh, Zoom to, to kind of keep it private. <clears throat> and we sent the link out the day before. Um, and so I think it was like 40 or 42, something like that. People showed up, you know, it was one or two shy of how many tickets were bought. Sure. And then what was funny about it, though, is every performance, it started out at about who bought tickets. And then t- by like 20 more were in 10 minutes later. And yeah. then by the time we were done, we had like 120 people in the Zoom <laughs> call, man. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind. You yeah. know, the grandparents are loving it and they're sharing it with everyone right. that they want to see their little kids doing their things and stuff. And But I'm like, that's, that's you know, $1,500 worth of ticket sales yeah. I need to capture. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there, there needs to be... Uh, there needs to be some kind of an integrated system. I may actually build it myself maybe next year if, if the demand is persists for this live streaming stuff. But um, Zoom uh, ain't, ain't got any way to catch those once the event goes live ticket sales. Um, it's just not set That's up to That's a great that. point, though. But yeah. I guess as these um, events happen, technology will catch up. Consumers always one step ahead, right? Mm. And so the consumer was sort of breaking the rules now technology has to to catch up to those rules and i think they will um but yeah there's so many uh when you when we look back at 2020 there's so many different um sectors that were were forced to you know forced to to change and i think you said it perfectly like it's almost like the ocean the ocean waters pulled back and you were able to see kind of what's at the bottom of that ocean, right? That's a great yeah. analogy, yeah. <laughs> I, I, w- I would just, in, I think the takeaway for our, our chat has just struck me and that's that, you know, as with all things and uh, this year with the pandemic is no different is that, you know, while yes, there were challenges, there will always be challenges. Um, there are also opportunities. And mm-hmm. so I think as we move into 2021, um, you know, eyes wide open because there's a lot to do and, uh, and, and, Absolutely. Left for the doers, man. I hear you loud and clear. All right. Happy holidays. You too. Thanks for listening to Think Jargon. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or post a review at iTunes. Your reviews help new listeners find our show. Have a sales question or a marketing problem that you'd like us to cover on a future episode? Contact the show at thinkjargon.com. Until next time, make sure you make the world a better place and cut through the jargon. 